0: Hello, my friends of Sports History. This is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to your sports break as we go through the May 5th celebration of sports histories and Hall of Fame birthdays uh, for sports on this day. And uh, before we do, let's make sure that you are aware of our newsletter. It comes out each and every day about 6.30 a.m. has some great sports history in it, some events that are happening on pigskindispatch.com and jerseydispatch.com, as well as our podcast, YouTube channel. And many items that come on the Sports History Network as well. So before we uh, get into that, you know, I just want to make sure you're aware of that. You can sign up by going to the show notes of this podcast or at the top of dispatch.com or jerseydispatch.com. Totally free. Cancel it at any time. Now, let's get into this history of May 5th because we have some great people and events to talk about. We're going to start off in Pigskin Dispatch in the realm of football and some Hall of Fame birthdays. And the College Football Hall of Famer that was born on May 5th, 1927 in Newark, New Jersey, is Al DeRogatis. Now, he was a center and tackle that played for the Duke University Blue Devils from 1945 to 1948. He was a special player as an All-American at Duke University in 1948. And he was honored with induction in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1986. He ended up. Having having a a very promising pro career as he made all pro with the New York Giants in 1951. But an unfortunate ankle injury at the age of 25 derailed his football career. Never quite got football out of his blood, though. He became a broadcaster at the radio station WNEW in Newark in 1960. And later in 1966, moved to NBC TV as part of the Curt Gowdy television show crew that eventually did pro football games of the week and college bowl games. As well. Another football hall of famer. This one was born May 5th, 1941, in Pine River, Minnesota. He was Oregon State's quarterback from 1960 to 1962. His name was Terry Baker, and what an athlete this gentleman was. He ended up winning the Heisman Trophy. As a matter of fact, he was the first player from a western school a west coast school that won the heisman maxwell award scholarship athlete award and a national football foundation and sports illustrated sportsman of the year award all in the same year he's the only player to ever do that now 1962 is extremely special one as he won the liberty Bowl's most valuable player award as his 99 yard run was the only score in a six to nothing victory uh for oregon state that day over villanova now his uh, collegiate football records are celebrated in college football hall of fame in, after his induction in 1982 and when school was done the los angeles rams made the brilliant young quarterback the first player selected in the collegiate draft he played three seasons for the rams and one season in the canadian football league Another birthday, Tony Canadeo, uh, born May 5th, 1919 in Chicago, Illinois. He was a swift halfback from Gonzaga. Now, Tony was often referred to in his college days as the Grey Ghost of Gonzaga. Now, Canadeo ended up signing with the Green Bay Packers as a two-way star, and a Pro Football Hall of Fame tells us that as an offensive weapon, he averaged 75 yards of total production per game in the span of 116 games. Think about that for a moment. Very productive. Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrined Tony Canadeo in nineteen seventy four. And we have one more football hall of famer. This gentleman was named Bob Westfall. He was born May 5th 1919 in Hamstrack, Michigan. He was Michigan's university's great tackle from 1939 to 1941. Now, according to footballfoundation.org bio, Bob was the starting fullback in every Michigan game from 1939 through 1941, and uh, he had that famous Michigan backfield along with Tom Harmon, Forrest Devashki, and Paul Kramer. And uh, Westfall was that fourth man in the backfield. Westfall's career yards in three seasons was 1,864. It's amazing he even got the ball at all with the talent of backfield like that. So you know he had to be good. And it, that record lasted for as a fullback for 30 years that yardage. And he received the great honor of being included and inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame in 1987. Now the football does not stop there because we have uh, great pieces here and this is actually covers over in the baseball realm too but the construction began on yankee stadium may 5th 1922 in the bronx new york now, there are 10 notable gridiron games that were uh, played at this major, major League Baseball stadium. And we have all 10 listed on pigskindispatch.com with a little bio on each of them. I think it would be great to listen to them. We also have some great uh, rules from the 19th century uh, on May 5th when they took action in 1886 and 1888. I'll let you enjoy those on pigskindispatch.com. So let's go on in our May 5th journey, though. And let's talk about some great uh, events that happen on May 5th. Now, there's no Baseball Hall of Famers or Basketball Hall of Fame or Hockey Hall of Fame members that were born on May 5th that we are aware of. If uh, somebody has one that we missed, please let us know, pigskindispatch at gmail.com. But we do have some great events that happened. May 5th, 1904. And did you ever wonder how you get your name on an iconic award? Well, this next story is a great step towards doing just that because a legendary pitcher named Cy Young tossed the first perfect game in modern baseball history as he and the Boston Americans teammates blanked the Philadelphia Athletics by the score of 3-0. On May 5th, 1917, St. Louis Browns pitcher Ernie Koob tossed a no-hitter against the opponent, the Chicago White Sox, in a 1-0 whitewash at Sportsman's Park in Illinois. And on may 5th 1925 the detroit tigers mr everything and center fielder ty cobb went on an outstanding six for six at the plate with four runs five rbis and 16 tvs in a tiger's 14-day win over the browns at sportsman's park in st louis now that's not all you know we got some more baseball coming up in a moment but let's go to the hockey realm and the hockeywriters.com website has some, a couple of events that uh, really inspired us to talk about hockey history. May 5, 1966, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Detroit Red Wings in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final with, to win their second straight championship and 15th in franchise history. And on May 5, 1977, Bob Ganey scored twice to lead the Canadiens to a 2-1 win over the New York Islanders in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, with the win, they advanced to the final against the Boston Bruins, which they won Lord Stanley's Cup in four games. That was from HockeyWriters.com. Now, we have an event from NHL.com. May 5, 1966, Henri Richard's only playoff overtime goal of his career, and it's a Stanley Cup winner in that uh, game, and it sort of refers back to that earlier piece that we talked about with the Montreal Canadiens winning it all. Now we go over to the hard courts. NBA.com has a couple great inspiring pieces uh, of many, Uh, so make sure you visit NBA.com, link on jerseydispatch.com. May fifth, nineteen 1969, the Hall of Famers Bill Russell and Sam Jones, two of Boston's all-time greats, ended their Celtic careers in a 108-106 Game 7 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers, giving Boston its 11th NBA basketball championship in 13 years. On May 5th, 1986, NBA legends Rick Barry, Walt Frazier, and Pete Maravich were among five men inducted into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. What an honor. NBA.com. Find the link on jerseydispatch.com to go to more great basketball history. Now, we like to stop back into the baseball world, and we go to our friend Jay Daniel's site, uh, 80sbaseball.com, and Jay has a, a couple great events that happened in the 1980s on May 5th, and one of them was a great uh, weird play, as he always likes to bring those up, May 5th, 1982, George Steinbrenner. The owner of the Yankees orders a morning workout the day after his team lost 9-7 to to the Oakland A's in 13 innings, prompting Oscar Gamble to say, quote, Ernie Banks is the only person who would have been happy to be here, end quote. Uh, great quote from Oscar Gamble, J. Daniel, 80sbaseball.com. We thank him for letting us share that little piece of mis- uh, memory. And uh, he's got plenty more on May 5th, so make sure you join it. Uh, follow the link on our site. Now, thisdayinbaseball.com is uh, another great site that we love and uh, go to and inspired on. And they have dozens of events that happen on May 5th. We're just going to grab a couple of them just to show you how uh, you know, inclusive and uh, finite they go to. Now, he has a, a great piece on May 5th, 1925. Everett Scott of the New York Yankees is benched, ending his streak of 1,307 consecutive games played that started in 1918 while playing for the Boston Red Sox. Scott, who gave way to Pee Wee uh as a shortstop, has the longest playing streak to that point. But his record will be broken by Ironman Lou Gehrig, and of course later by Cal Ripken Jr. Uh, now, in 1930, on May 5th, the Red Sox traded Red Ruffing to the Yankees for 50 grand and Cedric Durst, who will hit 245 in 102 games uh, during his only season in Boston. And New York's new right-hander, a future Hall of Famer, will post a 231 and 124, 6.51 record, along with an ERA of 3.47 during his 15 seasons with the bronx bombers now some of just amazing history this day in baseball.com for their may 5th uh link uh, we can uh, share that with you on jerseydispatch.com for this may 5th journey and that is uh, your, your great history of the games that we love that you we talked about football basketball baseball can't ask for much more than that in north america that is your your great sports history we love to talk about team sports uniform sports and uh those four have them all so we appreciate you coming on here and joining us hope you join us each and every time that we post something on jerseydispatch.com and the jersey dispatch podcast so until next time everybody have a great sports history day sorry but my pitching coach just called timeout he's coming out to the mound i think i'm gonna get yanked for reliever we'll see you back tomorrow for some more great sports history on sports jersey dispatch podcast